Amen. Glory to God. Let me give God a praise. Amen. Can we do better than that? Give God some praise, some honor, some glory. Amen. Can we stand on our feet? And, and before we get started, can we just thank God? I dare you. I dare you right now. Give me your best 30 seconds of praise. Amen. I dare you right now. Praise him for that thing you've been thinking about, that thing you've been praying for. Thank him like he's already done it. Thank him like if he did it for you right now, how would you feel? How excited would you be? Father God, we thank you, O oh God, this morning. We thank you, O oh God, for praise and worship. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, O oh God, for being a good and mighty God. Isn't he worthy of the thanks? Isn't he worthy of the praise? Isn't he worthy of the glory? He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy of it all. Amen and amen. All right, stay, stay standing because we're going to read this text. But real quick, take out your phones real quick. You got 15 seconds to share. All right, 15. Y'all got a clock over y'all on the clock. Y'all got 15 seconds. Praise God. Amen. Look at it. Three that went by. Man, y'all got 15. I know y'all know how to work them phones quick. Give it to the kid. The kid can do it faster than y'all probably. Give it to the babies. They know how to work them faster than us. 15 seconds to share. We're going to dig into God's word today uh, and just continue where we've been at. Amen. Amen. We're in this new series called Planet. 15 seconds. Three, two, one. Hey, if you ain't did it, praise God. Amen. I don't know what to tell you. Amen. Matthew 13, 5 and 6 is where we're going to be at today. I told you we're going to be in Matthew 13 for the next few weeks. Matthew 13, we're not moving from it. Matthew 13, 5 and 6, and it reads as follows. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, say no root, they withered away. Today's message is what's in your soil? Amen. Praise God. What's in your soil? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You've undoubtedly seen the ambiguous Capital One ad campaign. Featuring celebrities. Right now we're in March Madness. I've seen a new one with Samuel L. Jackson, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Sue Bird, the whole game. They asked the now famous question, what's in your wallet? The company wanted to use this quote because it's an interesting question, would you think? This stuff, the stuff that's in our wallet represents what? Financial security, our purchasing power, and our prosperity. Can I suggest to you that the roots in your soil represent understanding of God's word, eternal security, obedience to Christ, answer prayers and prosperity. For the second week now, we're going to look at what Jesus is saying with the parable with the seed and the sower. We're not moving from it, y'all. If you can, I'm telling you, bring notebooks, do notes in your phone, whatever. Remember, a long pen is better than a short memory. Write some stuff down so you can go back and look at it for yourself. But Jesus has established God as the sower, sowing kingdom, sowing things of the kingdom. And he said, I'm planting seeds to go forth. That's the word of God in our lives. So what the seed does Depends on what type of ground it falls on. See, last week's message, I can't go back into it, but watch it if you didn't get it. Uh, he dealt with understanding how important understanding was. And if you're devoid of understanding, that means seeds can be sown in your life. But if you don't have understanding, the enemy is coming. And he's going to snatch and take everything away from you. Those were the seeds that fell by the wayside. But this week, the seeds fell somewhere else. Look at this. Verse five. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth. And they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. They didn't have much earth to work with. The seeds didn't have much soil to work with. 
See, seeds, watch this. We're about to go to science class for a quick second. Seeds go through a process called germination. Amen. Uh-huh. Praise God. Yeah. Germination with seeds do. What is that, Pastor? Germination is the, the development of a plant or a seed or spore after a period of dormancy. The next definition, the process of something coming into existence and developing. Y'all miss y'all shout. It's cool. It's cool. So, so, so seeds start off as one thing. They go through a process in a period of dormancy where they're nothing. After a while, they pop up and become something that they weren't before. Okay, okay, y'all get it. Let's go to Romans 4. Romans 4. Let's get it. Let's get it. Okay, let's go. Therefore, the promise is based on faith, so it can be a gift. Consequently, the promise is guaranteed for every descendant, not only for those who are descendants by obeying Moses' teaching, but also for those who are descendants by believing as Abraham did, he is the father of us all. So what is Paul talking about? What's another word for seed? Descendants. The seed of Adam. So he says, look here, they they get the promise based on their faith by being seeds, not because they just obeyed Moses' teaching, but because they had faith like Abraham. Look at this. Look at this, y'all. Verse 17. As scripture says, I have made you a father of many nations. Talking about Abraham. Abraham believed when he stood in the presence of God who gives life to dead people and calls into existence things that don't even exist. My God, y'all miss y'all shout. Woo, God is so good. Watch this. He says, I'm sowing seeds into the kingdom. I'm putting words in you. And when I do that, I take stuff that didn't exist and I make it exist. I'm so deep. Watch this. Tell somebody I'm a process. Praise God. Amen. Man, let somebody know I'm a process. I, I got a seed in me, right? For, for, for my seed to grow, though, I got to have my faith in the right place. If my faith ain't in the right thing, my seed ain't going to grow. God desires for you to be planted because he wants to see you grow. So God is in the process right now, watch this, of you coming into existence and developing into a person you didn't even know you were capable of becoming. Oh, man, this is good. It's good. See, God's trying to help somebody and show you, watch this, right now you a swindler, but I'm trying to make you a saint. Right now you might be a harlot, but I'm trying to make you a housewife. Right now you might be a player, but I'm trying to make you a husband. You might be a dope boy, but I see you as a deacon. You might be a heathen, but I see you as holy. I wouldn't season you to make you into being something you didn't even know you were capable of being. That's the seed God is putting in us, making us exist out of things that didn't even exist before. Woo, God is awesome. Watch this. God told me to tell somebody this today. Not you. Maybe your neighbor. Uh, not you. Not you. Uh, not you. Maybe your neighbor. Uh, stop being so shallow. Uh, uh, maybe it's not for you, but it might be for your neighbor. Stop being so shallow. Why are you saying that, Pastor? Any swimmers in here? I know all black people don't swim. Praise God, my God. I know we all don't swim. Uh, I know, I know, we got some problems. Scared of water, but 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 any swimmers in here? We got swimmers in here. Okay, we got some swimmers in here. Good, good, good. So in swimming, watch this. It's a shallow end and it's a deep end. Right when we go to the pool, it's a shallow end and a deep end. And seeing the shallow end, watch this. It's for children and adults too, with little to no experience. See, there's not a need of understanding for swimming in the shallow end. It's not. Why? Because I can stand up, but I can still walk in it. It's not a need for understanding. It's cool that it's shallow, right? There's not a need of understanding of how to hold my breath. I don't need to hold my breath in the shallow end. Why? Because the water doesn't go below my head. Amen. I, I, don't, I don't need it. There's no need for that, right? It's not an understanding of, uh, watch this, watch this. The shallow end can be fun, but it also requires no growth. Woo. The shallow splash in the shallow end. We can get our feet in the water in the shallow end, right? The shallow end can be a little fun, 
but it requires no growth on your end. See, everyone starts in the shallow end. But just because I started there, don't mean I'm supposed to stay there. Amen. Preach me, G. I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying to help you out. Because I started in the shallow end, don't mean I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life in the shallow end. That's not how this works. Watch this. Then there's some people that go into the deep end. But if I'm going to go into the deep end, what? I got to have some experience. I, I got to be able to hold my breath, right? I got to be able to float. I need to know how to swim before I go in the deep end. Watch this. What can seem difficult and dangerous to others can seem relaxing and fun to others. It all depends on my understanding. It all depends on my experience. So God is saying, watch this. You're not experiencing me as you should because you're staying shallow. I got more for you. I got doors to open. I got ways to make. I want to show you and show you all the things. That's why the Bible says God is able to do what? Exceedingly and abundantly. More than I can think, ask, or imagine. But according to the power that works within me. Could it be that I'm the reason I'm in the shallow end? Could it be I'm the reason I'm not planning, I'm not receiving God's best for me? Because I'm not getting rooted, I'm not getting doors open that should be open. Because I'm frustrated and mad and upset. But if the problem is not really God, it's the seed in me. It's not really God, I'm not allowing God to grow in me. And because I'm not allowing him to grow, I'm stuck in the shallow end. My God, my God. That's good. My God. So, so Jesus already dealt with this. Look at this. He said there was no death. So no death in them. Look at this. Matthew 13 and 6. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. My God, my God. See, the first analogy, the birds came, right? And they devoured the seeds. The birds came and ate up the seeds. That Jesus used that as an example. Watch this. That the enemy was coming to snatch the word of God out of them. So they devoured, they destroyed, and ultimately demolished the seeds. Watch this. The seeds are destroyed on their own. The first analogy was the birds coming to devour them. Then he said the sun's coming and scorched them up. So while seeds grow and go through a process, it's elements around that can mess up your seeds. It's certain things around you. It's elements that can mess up the seeds that God put in you. And if you ain't careful and you open to these elements and don't protect your seed, your seed going to die. The growth that's supposed to come in you ain't going to make it. If you don't protect the seed that God put in you, you got to protect the word God put in your heart. See, the disciples are having a hard time understanding. They're like, Jesus, you got to break it down. We, we, what you talking about? What's the sun coming, the scorching, the birds? What are you talking about? Then we're going to jump to Matthew 13 and 20. Look at this. But he who received the seed on stony places. This is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. My God, my God. Immediately receives it with joy. You know, we are, I got joy deep down in my soul. I got, we just saw that, didn't we? I got joy deep down. I've never been so secure. All in your love. We like to sing that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. We're supposed to sing those songs. But listen that the word joy is supposed to produce growth in your life. That's why we tell them people like this word. The joy I got, the world didn't give you and the world can't take it away. Uh, it don't matter what you say or what I'm going through. My circumstance don't determine how good God is to me. He good no matter what I'm going through. He good if I'm rich. He good if I'm broke. He good if I'm happy. He good if I'm sad. He good whatever I'm going through. That don't change the fact he's still good. That's the joy I got to get to. But you got to allow God to grow you to that. Amen. Because it said the word God, they got joy immediately when they received it. Immediately. Immediately. So Jesus, watch this. This reminds me of Jesus' uh, conversation with Nicodemus in John 3 and 3. Read it in your spare time. But he's talking to Nicodemus and he says, look here. Before you can, be, uh, before you can enter the kingdom of heaven, you must be born again. 
That's what Jesus told them. That, that, that you must be, before you can come to this side, you must be born again, which means you got, Nicodemus was confused. He said, what you mean? How can I go into my mother's womb and come back out again, Jesus? I'm a grown man. That don't make no sense whatsoever. What are you talking about? Jesus said, no, no, no. You got to be born of water and spirit. You, you got to be born again. You can't see, you can't comprehend the kingdom of heaven until you allow God to give you a new birth. I love this. I love this. I love this. So, so what Jesus is saying is that basically when you become saved and believe in me, you're like a newborn baby fresh out the womb. You, you're, a new, you're a newborn baby fresh out the womb. And, and reminds me of babies, watch this, fresh out the womb. But God don't want us to be preemies. Woo, woo. God don't want us to be preemie babies. No, 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 no. Uh, I don't know how many people here have had experience with preemie children. Praise God. Uh, me and Lady Thomas, three out of four was preemies. Amen. So we have spent a lot of time in the NICU. Amen. That's the NATO intensive care unit with babies, right? Three out of the four had to go through the NICU. And they had to spend extensive time in there. And that was a learning process for both of us, right? We learned a lot about doctors and what they got to do and how strong these babies are at the same time, right? So so babies in the NICU, if you don't know, let me help you out real quick. They got many hurdles to climb before they can come home. Several hurdles. Okay, one of them, watch this, they got to get feeding tubes in them, right? Because they haven't, their lungs haven't developed enough, so they can't suck and swallow yet, so they got to get feeding tubes in them, put in their nose, so they can just eat every day, right? They, they might have to sit in the incubator, because they might have jaundice on them, and you got to put, they got to put them under a light and let them sit in the incubator, right? They got all these machines hooked up to them, monitoring their every move while they're in the, in the hospital and NICU, right? What else they got to do? They got to have sometimes an oxygen mask on, because they can't breathe right, right? They got an oxygen mask so then when they finally learn how to use the bottle, they got to eat little by little. It's 16 ounces here. And it's not even ounces, but milliliters. You got to get milliliters, little milliliters, 24. They got to get up to a certain amount of milliliters before they can even come home, right? Then once, they, once that's good, they got something called Brady's. They can't have no Brady's. That's when their heart and stress go too crazy. They hook up to machines. They can't come home until they can go through a certain amount of period with no Brady's. Then they got to sit in the car seat, go through a car seat test for about 45 minutes just to see if they can come home, right? Babies in the nick you are so, they got to go through so much to get through going home, right? Because they didn't stay in the womb long enough. They didn't get the growth they needed. It wasn't nothing wrong when they just didn't get the growth they needed. Their lungs ain't developed. Sometimes their mind has not fully developed. So there's nothing wrong with them, but it's because they didn't get the growth. And the thing about uh, preemie babies, watch this, they didn't get to choose their plight, but we do. You get to choose your growth. You get to choose where you go. You get to choose how much you get to go. And God said he don't want no preemie Christians. No, no, no. It's, it's not. He wants you to grow and be strong in the Lord. He wants the joy of the Lord to be your strength. He wants you to be able to produce and come through. But because we take our time, we lack sadistical, we don't read, we don't pray, we run to God only when it's in trouble, we run to God only when it's convenient, we're not getting the growth we need. And we're like preemies. And that ain't what God said. He said, after a while, what did he say? He said, milk is good for a minute. But Paul said, I can't even deal with y'all right now. I'm giving y'all milk and y'all should be eating meat. Paul, Paul said, I'm giving y'all milk right now and y'all should be eating meat. Y'all still on milk, insure, and I'm trying to give y'all steak and potatoes. And y'all can't even get what I'm trying to give to you because you refuse to grow. You got to grow, y'all. We have to grow. Amen, amen. So look at this, y'all. Matthew 13, 21, and 8, verse 8, clause. Look at this. Yet he has no root in himself, 
but endures only for a while. My God, my God. So he has some understanding. Remember, he said last week, you didn't have no understanding, so the enemies come in the snatch. Yeah. This person got a little understanding of the word, but because, watch this, he has no root in him, he only endures for a little while. So watch this, I got some understanding because it gave me joy, but at the same time, I'm not mature enough to grasp it. My God, my God. I'm not mature enough to grasp the shameless plug, shameless plug. It's a series called, uh, in the series we call Planet. Watch this. Listen to me as your pastor. Listen to me. We're doing something called Rooted. And, and, and if you're either a member of this church or you on the, or you just got saved or you're on the fence or whatever you want to do, I suggest you get into the Rooted group. Amen. Why? Because it's going to push you to grow. But you got to do it right. You got to be committed to it. You got to say, you know what? For the next 10 weeks, I'm focused. For the next 10 weeks, I'm sold out. I'm committing to growing in this. And I promise you get to change your life, but you got to commit to it. The roots, the seeds sprang up immediately, but he had no root in himself. Wow. I'm thinking about rooted and what it has done for this ministry. I think about uh, brother Alex who, who, who is here. He's helping and he's serving, right? But he, he didn't become a member until he finished rooted. Yeah. I think about Andre and Brittany who they were coming here faithfully, no doubt about it, but they didn't become members until they finished rooted. I love that. I love that they took some time to grow and allow God to move in their life before they made a conscious decision. Watch this. A couple of things I want you to be sure of before you decide to come here, right? I love you. We want you, but I want you to be sure of a couple of things. First of all, who is Jesus in your life? Are you saved? Or are you committed to Christ? I ain't asking you perfect. I ain't saying you never made no mistakes. I don't care about your history, your past, none of that. I love you, but are you committed to Christ? Once we get that straight, next question, has God called you here? Because if God hasn't called you here, then you're not going to stay here. If God ain't called you here, I, I'm not your pastor. I can't help you grow and push you to be what God has called you to be. So get those two things straight in your mind. So now I can say, yes, I'm saved. I know where I'm called to be. Now it's easier for me to get planted. Because I got some soil. I'm not falling on earthly grounds or on different stones. I'm not falling by the wayside. I got some soil now. You got to get some soil. What are you saying, Pastor? Watch this. The soil determines your oil. Praise God. Amen. Oh, come on. Come on. The, 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 the soil determines your oil. My God, my God. Come on, come on. Well, see, in, in the Bible, uh, oil is uh, anonymous with the Holy Spirit, with the anointing over your life. That, that the anointing God has put all of us for all of us to do some special things for him. All of us to do some great things for him. We all got giftings and the anointing is that. But God told me to tell you that the soil is going to determine the oil on your life. See, seeds can also grow in other environments. See, germination I was telling you about, watch this. In the beginning, watch this. I'll tell you about it in the beginning. But watch this. You can do that process on a paper towel as well. Uh, uh, look at the picture. Look at the picture. If you do this process... The right seeds can grow on a moistened paper towel. Hey, Amen. Y'all see that up there? That there's a seeds growing on a paper towel, right? That, that's amazing to me that the seeds are growing on a paper towel. So that shows they can grow in other environments. See, but, but what this reminds me of is, watch this, it brings some joy, but it's only temporary. Because it says this, the biggest drawback to the paper towel method is that the delicate sprouted seed must be transplanted manually to soil. The main root is very delicate and should not be touched. Use tweezers on the seed of the body when moving them to moist soil. My God, my God. So while it can grow on the paper towel, it can only grow so much. 
While it can produce something, it can't produce enough. My God, my God. What God is trying to tell you, quit trying to grow on all these other surfaces but me. Quit putting your soil on paper towels. Quit putting your soil on money. Quit putting your soil on women. Quit putting your soil on drugs and alcohol. Whatever it may be, quit planting on that stuff and plant on me so you can grow healthy, my God. The seeds in the kingdom of God are planting right now. Watch this. Because they grow on paper towels, that's why they fall on deaf ears and dumb hearts, my God. That's why Jesus said, he who got eyes, let them see. Who got ears, let them hear. The seeds were coming down, but their hearts were hard. God can't grow seeds on hard hearts. You got to soften your heart, your soil, so God can grow it where it needs to be, my God. So we got to get to understanding that good ground produces good soil. See, we're, we're going to dig in that towards the end of the series. But see, we see God's work in other people's lives. Yeah. We see God doing amazing things in people's lives, right? And then we get upset. We, we get mad. Why, why is God doing that for them and not for me? We, we get uh, upset. I, I'm casting any jealous spirit. If we have it in here, it got to be canceled in the name of Jesus. Because you don't know their story, so why you want their glory? You don't know all the praying they had to go through. You don't know all the hell they had to go through. You don't know all the deliverance they had to go through. All the fasting. You don't know how much they poured into God for God to pour back into them. And you see favor on people's lives. You should want it. If I see, if I see favor on my pastor, I want all the favor he got in this one. Praise God. But I got to make sure, watch this. I understand it's because of the soil. Yes. It's because of the soil. It seems plenty on good ground. Praise God. Amen. Look at this. Look at this. Matthew 13, 21, the rest of it. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arise because of the word, immediately he stumbles. My God, my God, my God. See, this is why you got to get planted. This is why we're in this series. And I'm saying this is serious. I'm teaching for real. Is we got to get planted. Look at this. Look at the definition of planted. This definition. Deeply rooted, firmly fixed or held, placed in the ground so it can grow. My God, my God, my God. So God is saying, look here, I need you to be deeply rooted. Go down deep. I need you to be firmly fixed or held. Watch this. And you can't hold yourself, but I can hold you. Praise God. Amen. You, you can't hold yourself. You see, all I need you to do is dig down and get planted. I'll take care of the rest. I'm going to wrap my arms around you. I'm going to put my hands around you. Get planted in my garden. I'm the gardener. Amen. You just let the seeds fall where they may and get planted. I'll raise you up. And then it said, placed in the ground so it can grow. See, if I'm not planted, there's no way my roots can be strong enough to grow. If I'm not planted, my roots are weak. And if I'm not planted, I'm not going to make it. Woo. See, to me, to endure this spiritual battle, watch this. I got my own flesh I got to deal with. I got this evil world I got to deal with. I got influence of others I got to deal with. How am I going to stand strong in all that if I'm not planted? See, Jesus said, I'm the vine dresser. I'm the garden. And apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah. Quit worrying about everything else. Let God be the gardener of your heart. See, we worry about everything else. No, fall under his leadership and say, God, I can my hand it all over to you. I'm allow you to do whatever you need to do. Just make sure whatever I'm doing is in you, oh God. Woo, I love this. I love this. Look at look at the verse for, for, for what it means. Watch this. Watch this. Things that are coming. He says he says this that 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 he loses his he immediately gives up because of persecution and tribulation. Right. So watch this. If and when your life you give your life to Christ, tribulation and persecution are going to come. 
I, I'm sorry. I know you can go on YouTube and find a message to tell you that God's gonna give you the house you want, the car you want. Uh, God can give you your husband. He gonna give you your wife. God gonna fill your bank account. I know you can probably jump on YouTube right now and hear that message of prosperity gospel, and it's gonna be good to your ears. It's gonna be good. Yes, I receive. I'm gonna shout by faith and all that. That's cool in the game. But but Jesus said you are gonna face the persecution because of me. He said you are gonna face some tribulations because of me. Uh, uh, ain't nothing wrong with having that stuff. Nothing wrong with it. Praise God. Whatever God has for you is for you. But understand, it's not about us having things. We got to be careful. We don't turn the gospel into a selfish message. Wow. We got to be careful because we got we supposed to build the kingdom of God. The gospel is going, making baptizing and making disciples and, 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 and presenting the word of God to people. That's the gospel. We got to be careful. We don't make the gospel about our house, our cars, and our clothes because it's easy to do. So he said, watch this, persecution is becoming because of the word. Yeah. Oh, let me rephrase that. Persecution is becoming because of Jesus. Yeah. Because he is the word. Yeah. He, so tribulations are coming anyway. Watch this, because I live in a fallen world. So I'm going to deal with trials and tribulations anyway because I live in a sinful world. Yeah. So if I got to deal with him anyway, I'd rather deal with him with Jesus than without him. Praise God. Amen. If I got to deal with heartache and pain, I'd rather have him on my side than without him. If I got to go through some storms, I'd rather be with the one who can speak the storms and storms stop than be with the one without him. Amen. Praise God. So if I got to go through it anyway, I might as well have Jesus. See, I think sometimes we forget the teachings of Jesus. Watch this. Let me, let me help you. Because somebody right now, their joy may be leaving. Pastor, it sprang up in me, but, but my joy is leaving. I felt it. I know God is real, but 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 my joy is like, Let me help you out. Watch this. Watch this. My root determines my resolve. My God. My God. My God. My root is what determines my resolve. My ability to stick with it. Amen. My ability to keep fighting and keep going. It's my roots that determine that. Amen. Watch this. So for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, he said they immediately stumble. But look at this. Let me help you. Matthew 5, 10 and 12. We almost done it. Praise God. Look at this. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kind of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Anybody glad? Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So Jesus says, look here. When you persecuted for my sake, yeah. when people talk about you for loving me, yeah. when people say you're going to church again, you're reading your Bible again, why are you fasting? Why you don't want to go to the club? Why you don't want to smoke and drink? Why you don't want to do that? That's persecuted for his name's sake. He said, be glad. Rejoice. Because my reward is great in heaven. They supposed to feel that way. They supposed to see that because how is that? How are the seeds going to get into their life if they don't see the seeds in somebody else's life? It's not about you. It's people seeing the seed in your life and seeing the change in your life and saying, "Hmm, why are they different? Why are they moving different? Why are they thinking different? Why are they acting different?" Then them seeds that Jesus is talking about begin to fall in other people's lives. He said, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward. For they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So being persecuted is anonymous with serving God. Come on, come on. And we live in America, so ain't nobody chopping our head off, praise God, amen. Ain't nobody killing us for being Christians. We hope not and that we don't get to that point. But nobody's doing that for the other country they are, right? You can't, you can't worship everywhere in China, amen, praise God. You can't worship everywhere in Iraq if y'all don't know that. That you can be killed for worshiping Jesus there, right? You can't do that everywhere, but here we still can. So how does our persecution come? They assassinate our character. They might drag you through the mud through the media. 
They might talk about you bad on social media. All those things can happen for your love for the Christ, but you got to stick in it. Your root determines your resolve. Look at this. John 15 and 20. Remember the word I said to you. This is Jesus. Jesus talking. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. <laughs> if they kept my word, they will keep yours also. See, Jesus had to remind them because he washed their feet. A couple verses, become chapter back, he just washed the disciples' feet. He got on his knee. You know, they walking in dust and sand. Them feet was nasty, right? They going through Israel. It's dusty. It's sandy. And they got on sandals, right? No socks. So, so, so he comes and cleans their feet up. And they like, no, Lord, I can't let you wash my feet. He said, no, 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 no. I'm a servant leader. I'm willing to do this because I need you to do this for my sheep. I ain't going to be here always. I'm going to be with my father eventually. I need y'all to learn how to serve people and how to love people. So then he says, remember the word I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, why do we think we ain't got to go through nothing once we get saved? Why do we think that? Why do we think it all ends that I'm going to heaven, got punched my ticket, now to live my life and enjoy it? No, no, no. You're going to face persecution. You're going to face some hate. You're going to face some jealousy. You're going to face all kind of stuff because Jesus went through it. No servant is greater than his master. Look at this, John 16 and 33, y'all. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. Praise God. Thank God for peace. Amen. In the world you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. Yeah, Amen. Praise God. Lord. Somebody missed their shout. Amen. Uh, these things I have spoken to you, that you may have peace, my God. Anybody know that peace of God? God the Bible says this, and I feel it. That God will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah, yeah. That you don't even know why you got some peace. Amen. That you should be crazy, ready to blow out your mind, ready to get high, ready to get drunk, ready to sleep around, ready to give up, commit suicide. And you don't understand why you can just lift your hands up and say, God, I thank you. Amen. Tears running down your face. That God's so good. He can give you peace. Watch this. Even when your heart is breaking. He that amazing that my heart is broken. I should be crying. I should be ready to give up. Yet, somehow, some way, I still got peace. Woo. Thank you, God, for your peace. He said, these things I spoken that you, that in me you may have peace. Yes. Thank you, Lord. In him you may have peace. Why is Jesus called the Prince of Peace? So you can't have peace without the Prince of it. My God, amen. He's the ruler of it. He gives peace. And the reason we can't have peace and we feel chaos because we're not allowing the Prince to rule over us. He's the Prince of Peace. Then he said, watch this. In this world, you will have tribulation, my God. Again, I know I know you can go on YouTube and see a message to tell you you got all the blessings coming. And watch this. You might not even have to live right to get them. Uh, praise God, amen. You might be able to turn that, but that ain't, that ain't what Jesus said. In this world, you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I don't know about you, but I, I'm thankful I can shout when I got a tribulation. I, I think I can look at a hard time and say, God, I thank you for my hard time. I thank you that I can look at disaster and say, God, thank you for being God all by yourself. That I can look at hardship and get ready to lift up my hands and worship. He says, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And because he has overcome the world, watch this. The joy that is in me can live in me. I can't let it be sprung up and be cut short. I can't let the sun scorch it. I can't let the sun get rid of it. I got to let it run deep. Why? Because my roots are a response of my resolve. Yep, that's good. He says, I have overcome the world. Reminds me of John 4 and 4. First John. Ye of good children, little children. You have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. It is because he lives in me. 
and I in him, the tribulations can't snatch the word out of my heart. So I'm going to let the joy remain. I don't care how much pain it is, the joy will remain. I don't care if it's sunny or if it's raining, the joy will remain. I don't care if I'm high or if I'm low, the joy will remain. It's going to immediately spring up and it's going to immediately stay. Because I've made up my mind to have root in him. So when tribulation or persecution arise because of the word, we all got a choice to make. That the enemy we talked about last week, he's coming to snatch it out of your heart, right? So he's coming to snatch it. So if he can't snatch it, what does he naturally do next? He brings persecution and tribulation in your life. Because the enemy don't want you to be saved. He don't want you worshiping God. He doesn't want you loving God. He wants you to be conformed to his image. So understand this. Once I got the understanding and now I got some joy in my heart. Anybody feel better today? Praise God. Amen. Anybody got any joy? So I got joy in my heart. Now I got to do the best I can to protect it. Because tribulations, come on, anything, well, oh my God, my God, it's just downloaded from my, oh, just downloaded in my spirit. One thing go wrong and we give up on church. We know that's what we're supposed to be. We feel God. We know God is speaking to us. One thing going on wrong in our life, we don't quit our man, we don't quit our woman, we don't quit our job, we don't quit going out, we don't quit nothing else. But we quit church. That's what he's talking about. You gotta let that root sing in you. So, Father God, help us today to learn how to be rooted so that when joy comes in our heart, it springs up and it stays. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Dear Lord, we thank you, God, for today. I pray, oh God, for your word, oh God, right now, Father God, that you are having your way in somebody's lives, in all of our lives, honestly, oh God, that right now you are reflecting your word to us, oh God, that we've seen where we've come short, we've seen, oh God, where we've fallen, but we've also seen your grace, we've seen your love, we've seen your encouragement, we've seen your joy, oh God, that we need the joy that it is talking about, oh God, that's deep down in our soul, we need the joy of the Lord to be our strength, we need, oh God, for you to help us, oh God. To walk in your resurrected power, oh God. Help us, oh God, to represent it and reflect it, oh God, by the change you have put in our lives and our hearts, oh God. So we thank you for it now, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We give God a praise in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father God. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Amen and amen. So, Father God, we thank you. Amen. I don't know where you said it with your relationship with Christ, maybe. You're saved and you're looking for a church home. I praise God. If that's you, praise God. We would love to have you. Love to encourage you in Christ. Love, love to do all the things that God has called you to be. Amen. But we need to be your choice and we need you to be sure because we want to see you grow. Because if we're not sure and we're not, we're not, we're not rooted, that's when the enemy begins to snatch. We're not, we're not planted. We're not firm. So be firm in your choices with God. And maybe you've never been saved. I don't know if anybody here that's not saved has never given their life to Christ. I want to encourage you today to give your life to Christ, whether in person or online, whatever it may be. But God loves you and God cares. And God wants you. God loves you. God ain't never, I don't care what the enemy said, any trial, any tribulation, any persecution. God ain't never gave up on you. Amen. Praise God. Can we give God a praise for never giving up on us? God know we all gave up on him at some point. Amen. We've all turned our back. We've all disobeyed. Yet he's been so good and has not given up on any of us. Amen. So we thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your grace, and mercy. Amen. If there's anybody, if you want to come to the front, if not, you want to holler at me later, wherever it may be. But trust and believe we're here to help you grow in God because it's time for the church to get planted. 
It's time for the church to be the change that the world needs to see. It's time for us to be planted. But it's going to take some work. Yeah. It's going to take some love. It's going to take some sacrifice. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of things. But guess what? He said, he said, great is your reward, my yes, God. Yes, yes, Great is your reward in heaven. I, I, I want a great reward. I want my crown filled with jewels. Yes, I, want my, yes. I want my reward to be great yes. in heaven. Why? Because on this earth, I can't take nothing with me. Praise yes. God. Amen. So I want my reward to be great in heaven. So, Father God, we thank you for this word. And we give you glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory. You got, you got yes. one more praise? Thank you, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God. Amen.